Welcome back, Calm listeners. This is Methodical Millions, episode 53. Cal, I'm just reflecting on last week's episode with Oliver. I thought it was such a cool episode related to fitness. And why I think it's an important topic is because, you know, we spent a year talking about investing, improving your life, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are on how important is your level of fitness to your sense of self and your perspective and how you feel. And similarly, what are those implications on how well you do in life or how close you come to achieving your goals is my question. This might be a bit sad to hear, but the moment that I was able to achieve my fitness goals was the moment that I thought, if I could do this, I could really do anything else. It was a moment of realization because my entire life I was struggling with trying to get into shape. And it's always been a big challenge and it's a challenge for many people out there. I remember it was in 2017, just went on the scale one day and I realized how much overweight I've become. And I thought, I got to put a stop to this. So like you mentioned, John, I thought it was a fantastic episode because it took me a year and a bit to get to my actual target. And I've actually achieved my target and exceeded it slightly as well. And it was a reflection of how nothing happens overnight. Everything takes time. I was happy with losing one to two kilos, which is roughly about four pounds a month. Some people want to lose that in a week. I got to a point where I felt comfortable. I thought, you know what? There's consistency. I'm working out. My diet works for me. My lifestyle has improved significantly in terms of my approach to life and my behavior. So that was the moment that I realized this is it. This is the moment that I can actually really do something else in life. So once I got to that target, I thought, okay, what else can I do? And I've set myself since then other personal goals. And even though I'm not quite there yet, because I have big dreams, I'm a lot closer than I was just even a year ago. And that has really set the tone for my entire life. It's a bit sad for me. Sometimes I think that I'm just now realizing it. But then again, I do feel I'm still young. I have my whole life ahead of me, better late than never. And some people to this day still don't realize it. But it takes dedication. It takes a lot of hard work. And I mentioned it in the episode with Oliver. Anyone who gets to a respectable fitness level or reach their fitness goals has my instant respect because it's never easy. You don't look into it. And it's not because we have better genetics or anything like that, even though each one is different. But reaching to that target is such a huge step for anyone. I think when I heard that quote, no one gets lucky getting fit. I think my jaw dropped because I thought that was the coolest quote I've heard in a really long time. And I thought it was really profound, the whole idea. It's true. No one is lucky. And it takes determination. It takes purpose. It takes drive to say, this is me. And I really liked Oliver on the show because when people say get in shape, it's for the beach body. It's for things that are temporary. And if you're going to get into shape, you're going to get out of shape. And 
I think why I enjoy doing this podcast in the first place is because it explores our own idea of how will we approach life and how will we frame things. And that was always a question mark for me when it comes to nutrition or fitness as well. And I mean, I was an athletic guy growing up. I would do weight training in the gym in high school. I wasn't in terrible shape by any means, but that kind of tapered off. And as I was finding my career and deciding how I could survive, how I could get a job and a good job and balance myself out. The biggest epiphany for me, and I've already implemented it. I started doing push-ups. I'm very conscientious of my sleep. I've started with the low activity things, especially as we're whining at a winter here in Canada. I went for the small changes and I went for the long-term changes. So the best thing I heard that I took away was it's very much a mindset and it's about sustainability. And I preach sustainability when it comes to finances. I know sustainability is the foundation to growth. I know without sustainability, you are a house of cards. It's going to topple over. It's like free climbing a mountain. If you fall, you're really in big trouble. And I never approached nutrition that way. I never approached fitness that way. So big shout out to Oliver to thank him for that episode. I found it really, really valuable. I hope everyone listening did too. And I encourage everyone to listen to it again. I think it's that good. It's just endless information that I took away as very valuable. And I already feel better. And just to point out how much a journey life can be, you're allowed to go back and forth and explore things and try things. And the whole thing about self-awareness, I like because it's such a personal journey. It's not a get rich quick, get fit quick thing because you are responsible for your own life. You're responsible for your state of mind. You're responsible for how you feel, how you interact with the world, what you find peace with, what you're going to grow with, who you let into your life, what you want to build around you. How do you want to make the world better? And we all have our moments. I find if I'm very tired from a long day, I tend to get pretty cranky. And that is essentially my switch to say, okay, let's cool it down. Let's wind it down for the day. And I find that is my point of tolerance, if you will. So I guess I want to find my balance, which is my best self every day. And we're all discovering that. And as you work on a side project or as you try and add things on your plate and grow and find your balance, you got to explore with it and you got to find out what that is. And it's just a fascinating topic because I think that changes. And like you said, Cal, who you are today versus a year ago is totally different. And you got to walk with two feet in front of you. And I just took so many cool things from there. I'm really trying to clock my sleep. I'm doing a 10 p.m. shut off right now, probably like a 6 a.m. wake up, 6.30 maybe. And it seems to be working pretty well. The other day, I couldn't meet that cutoff time. So I think I want to give myself once a week in case I got stuff to do or something like that where I got to break past that. But very enlightening episode. And I just loved it so much. And I think I'm better for it. What do you think, Cal? Any other thoughts on the whole fitness thing and how it changes a person, I suppose. Yes, I do have a prime example of this. I remember actually the period where you and I were working together. You and I spent a lot of long hours and I would get very, very tired, work extra days, doing days off, long hours, come early, stay late. And I used to feel always tired. And on the weekends, I would feel lethargic as well. And I would think I didn't sleep enough. 
even though I didn't do much coming back home, I basically just sleep most of the time. So it actually wasn't the sleep. And I thought maybe it's my vitamin D deficiency because it can cause that kind of laziness, feeling heavy. That all changed once I started working out and get into shape. Now, if you look at me today, I'm not an Oliver. I'm not ripped, but I would say I'm definitely in the best shape I've been in over a decade. So it's been quite an eye-opener because now that I've been way more active, I stay hydrated, I sleep well, which to everyone might sound the ABCs of trying to be fit. And this is just trying to survive in a relatively healthy life. So I'm not going deep into my fitness routine or what I eat and my calorie counting. Just that alone, I remember, has actually shifted my mentality. It increased my focus significantly and actually has changed my perspective. I became more aware and very focused on any job at hand. It's like drinking a cup of coffee. I go to work quite early, way earlier than any field I've worked at before. I start incredibly early in the morning, 6 to 6.30 usually, sometimes earlier, sometimes a bit later, but usually on average, let's say around 6 to 6.30, I'm at the office in the morning. I would come back home around 11 to 12 hours later. So it's a long day, but I'm always focused and I'm always well aware of what's happening. And even when I come back home, I have things to do. Again, I have dreams that I'm working on. I have projects that I have set aside. I have plans for myself. I use that time after work to really focus on these things. And that has shifted my mentality. So even though I'm still vitamin D deficient, I do take my supplements and I'm trying to work on that, but that hasn't changed. You know, it's something that I've always suffered, but my mentality has shifted. So my focus and my drive has significantly increased. I'm like a different person from two years ago. So this is what I mean is that the fitness will not only put you in better shape, but it will actually improve other aspects of your life and improve the way you approach your dreams, your targets. If you have something that you thought maybe wasn't achievable, nothing might've changed except for your mentality. And that could be enough. And we talked about that in previous episodes. So this goes back to how they tie hand in hand in that respect and how important it is. So this is me. This is about my personal example. And it's so clear. It's night and day. It literally shifted. And to be honest, you know, John and I were talking about, for example, having this podcast together very long time ago, and we were doing it and we were enjoying it very much. And we'd like to share it with the world. And we share the learnings and the experiences and bring on people like Peter and Oliver to our show, and hopefully many others in the future to share those experiences. And hopefully others can also get motivated and do better in terms of their fitness health, in terms of their mental health and reaching to their goals. Yeah. Mental health absolutely comes from one's own fitness and one's own environment and things like that. So the thing with work, you really crystallize what people will do for a paycheck and I'm not saying it's wrong. Like I'd rather have a job than no job. We choose those sacrifices we make in life on what to do with our time, right? And I think if we can keep focus on what the long-term goal is, so why am I going to work long hours? What is it going to help me do? What are the outcomes I'm looking for? What is it going to set me up for? I think is ultimately why any athlete will train 
hours and hours besides of course the love of the sport and maybe the allure of perhaps being a pro one day and making a crazy amount of money there is a dedication that has to be in line with why am i doing today why am i going to train why am i going to spend these 2 hours on this project today and that choice if it really is in line with who you are i think will absolutely feel natural and that's why i really liked the idea of making fitness natural and making it part of you in a not too much of a shocking way and we'll definitely explore that in the future because i think that is going to be maybe a key to my success i'm just not well versed in specific exercises like what's the right way or how many people are going to argue over reps versus weight and more reps or less reps and all this kind of stuff and I'm just shocked at how no one seems to know the answer. And that's kind of why I never followed the space as well, because you've got, on the one hand, people trying to sell you. So pseudo gurus about, okay, buy my course, buy my thing. And then you've got everyone else who's trying to figure it out, but who doesn't really explore it. And just beautiful statement by what he said about being curious about the body. And I love that because as I said, that's a huge philosophy in my life. And I just never applied it to myself to fitness. I was looking for a recipe. I wasn't curious enough to say, how can I be better? What can I learn on my own? And what can I be aware about? And I think truly those aspects, although I haven't lived it in my own fitness journey yet, I think that is the unlock to not just take a prescription and run with it. What if you're misdiagnosed? Just very good takeaways. So I wanted to essentially cover that in today's episode, which is How important is awareness of one's health, of one's fitness, of that part of you that really is you? And I think it really correlates to your whole life. So you almost have to not worship, but really respect your sleep and really respect what you put in your body. And I've heard that stuff endlessly, but I think it's really clicking with me now in that you are all those things and you are where you put your time and putting your time for somebody else for working that job is totally fine because what are you going to do? Just sit around and not do anything? That would make me very unhappy personally. I just wouldn't feel fulfilled. But really knowing why do you do what you do, no matter how small, I think is important. And I think when we look at the endlessly of choices between what can I buy on Amazon or what do I want to browse on the internet? What movie do I want to watch? In the endlessly of choices and no one seems to know what they're doing, in the sense that it's not necessarily right for you. You can't just copy what someone's doing. You can't just take that on and all of a sudden you're happy. I don't think it works that way. You have to look inside yourself and say, what's the smallest thing I can do that's going to make my life better? And all these little things we've talked about compounding do really make who you are. And it becomes a story to tell. It becomes part of your journey. And I've been so amazed at the guests we've had on the show so far, both two amazing people who really have a similar mindset in terms of their journey and attention to detail, you know, caring about what they do. And it really shows that someone out there who takes themselves seriously and says, this is important. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to make this my life's work. And I really respect and admire that. I thought it was really awesome and it fuels me. So besides talking to you and just in general, hearing my own thoughts sometimes and almost just like speaking to yourself and it just builds your perspective. It's really transformational and it really sets me up for the day and for the weekend. We talked about cycling as well. The sun rises every day. 
what are you going to do every day? What is part of you that will build you up? And just on our last talking point, I liked what Oliver said about fitness on how the technique, well, form is important, but not necessarily what time of day or that's all personal. But what he said was, if you're better than you were last month or last week, that is the goal and you will get fit. And I found that very, very encouraging because I consider myself a pretty smart dude and I'm still lost when it comes to fitness. I'm not in tune, right? I'm not tuned into the right learning or the right discovery process. And it just falls in deaf ears. So people can tell you, but I just don't adopt it. That was always my biggest struggle, as I said, which was sticking to it. And after a couple months, I just don't seem to want to do it or find excuses. So I really like that part, which is if you can track your own fitness and your own sense of self, your own happiness and how you feel and can you do more? Can you learn more? Does it help you excel in all your other areas of life? I think that will be the true test of time in how it really affects me. And I'm all for it. I think it really is a valid way to approach it. And that's all I want to remember, which is it's really not a competition with anyone else. And that is one of my biggest takeaways after recording that and this whole past week. Wise words. I love what you said. What Oliver has been preaching has all the ingredients of what we've been saying for the past 50 episodes. You have to persevere, stay consistent, track your performance. Every little bit of improvement is an improvement. So it's the same ingredients just with fitness. And it's exactly like you said, again, it's not a competition. You're only competing against yourself. So any improvement is a good improvement. And as long as you keep improving and stay consistent, those baby steps will add up and will end up being steps to a mile and then from a mile to 10 miles. And all you're doing is taking baby steps. It's an inspiration. Others have made it. That means I can make it. Sometimes you see someone and think, oh, they made it this far. Don't really think about how long and how hard of work it took them. So having them to come on the show and share all of their stories with us and give us a glimpse of what they've been through. It's such a beautiful thing. I look forward to having many more guests like them. Yeah, definitely. And you started with something. I mentioned how it made you a bit sad. It maybe took you so long. But how I would frame it for listeners and for anyone out there is that enlightenment is a slow process. It's not something that one should be entitled to. You can't demand it. Sometimes you can bang your head on a wall on the same problem. And that's just how life goes, which is it's all part of stumbling onto it. And just by trying things a different way, you might get lucky. And the fact that something seems so simple afterwards is just how people are resilient and we can learn and grow from things. And I think because we wire it into our brain so easily afterwards that we won't ever forget it. We can be hard on ourselves that way, but I would be thankful about it, be happy that you did figure that out. And I think it just makes us stronger. And that is a key critical block in building ourselves up. So I would say that should be celebrated and rewarded, not from a place of sadness necessarily, unless you missed your old self and that's different. But I would say we all learn and grow. And that is the ultimate takeaway, which is it's just a journey we go on. And it's nice to be able to share it with anyone on this podcast. So I think we've had some really good guests too and having a huge blast doing the show. So let's keep it up. We just wanted to make this more a reflection episode because it's pretty much exactly the year point since we started. So thanks for everyone listening. It's been great. And we look forward to making more episodes.
Thanks, everyone. It's been a wonderful year, and I look forward to another wonderful one ahead. Anything you feel like talking about, please share with us, and we have many more exciting episodes to come. So with that said, let's wrap up today's episode. That was Methodical Millions, episode 53. If you'd like to follow future episodes, you can find us at methodicalmillions.com or info at methodicalmillions.com for episode feedback. Thanks, everyone.